Shut up and sit down. Oh boy, oh boy, I'm full of turkey, I'm full of stuff, and I'm full of mashed potatoes, and it's time for some third shift. I mean, I won't be full of that stuff when you hear this, because it'll be Friday, but as I'm recording it, it's turkey day, I'm thankful for the fact that I'm sitting here in front of this microphone, I'm thankful for the fact that it's episode 70, I'm thankful for the fact that I got my buddy Eric sitting across from the Skype feed from me, and I'm thankful for the fact that I'm going to ask you, hey Eric, how was your week, and how was your turkey day? (laughs) You're actually more intelligent and, and oh. you make better points than you normally do, Eric. Wow. That's very mean of you and very not nice on a very special day like Turkey Day. Man, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. But my point remains valid. Oh. That's just mean, man. You don't come on. You don't want to do no turkey day and just be hating and, and thrashing around your hate stick, okay? It's, it's turkey day. Well, that's. Well, see, I'm getting prepared for Black <laughs> yeah, Friday. That's what you do on Black Friday, yes, right? Yes, you thrash around your hate stick in hopes of getting that electronical piece that you really want. I need a toaster for ten bucks. I said I wanted a gosh dang electric stove. Three ninety nine. Not three ninety nine point nine nine, because that point nine nine makes a difference, man. I need that incremental savings. <laughs> God damn it! I didn't need a toaster when it was full price, but now I really I need, need a, a toaster, toaster. Damn it! Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Turkey Day was fantastic. I am super surprised to be sitting in this chair doing this podcast. I am loving it, though, because you know what? Why the hell not? I get to come down here and tell everybody I had a fried old turkey in that peanut oil, man. It was a delicious turkey. And everybody said, oh, damn. Just like that, Matt. That's what everybody said. I believe it. The turkey was great. We had a heavenly ham, so it's covered in honey. You know, just that honeycomb you got to break through just to get to the ham. Mm. And it was so succulent and sweet. It melted in your mouth. Nice. And then all the fixings. You know, you want stuffing? Of course you got stuffing. You want taters? Of course you got taters. You want gold flecked, like some kind of thing that somebody made? Sounds great, because somebody thought we should eat gold on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so that's what we did. That's how we roll, man. Nice. We roll with the we roll with freckled gold. It's fleckled. It's not freckled. I don't care what it's called. Damn. Some Woo. kind of gold flecked or gold freckled <laughs> item. It sounds it's what was beneath the gold fleckling. It was like this uh it was like a brown like sauce. It was almost like stuffing, but kinda had like a ginger snap flavor to it hmm. instead. It was really weird. I don't know what the hell it was. I just ate some because, you know, I'm always polite and eat a little bit of everything. Like some kind of like bread pudding type of thing, maybe maybe? Yeah, that's what it probably was. I, yeah, exactly. That's probably exactly what it was. So it was delicious. I had a good time. The week, who cares about the week? It's Turkey Day. I ain't here talking about what happened this last week. Turkey Day's all I know. Turkey Day's all I remember. It was fantastic. Awesome. I was sick, but that's fine. And here, listen. See that? Oh, man. I know the audience loves to hear that. Yes. Awful. It was glorious. Horrible. But I could still taste most of what I ate. How about you, Matt? I saw some cool Twitter pic of like this bad mamba jamba plate of yummies. Oh, heck yeah, man. Had a delicious, you know, oven-baked turkey, you know, the traditional style, but still amazing. Had some taters, had some gravy, had some green bean casserole, had some broccoli casserole that mom makes that is the bomb. Had some, she makes like a cornbread sausage stuffing that is also the bomb. Uh, what else was there? No, that, that was it for the main dishes. She also made a uh, a chai-spiced apple pie that she found a recipe for, and she was like, do you want that? I was like, heck yeah, I want that for my dessert, because I love apple pie. That was fantastic, too. Oh, man, Turkey Day was great. And then this week was also great, because this weekend was NXT TakeOver War Games, which was the bomb diggity. I'm working on a To The Mat article for that. The next day was Survivor Series, which was somewhat less the bomb diggity, but was pretty good in some parts and pretty weird in other parts. I might do a Hits and Misses article on that. And Tuesday, oh, the Trivia King came out to play at the local barcade. They had You Don't Know Jack Trivia Night, and I destroyed two unsuspecting poor millennial fools. They did not know that the Trivia King was in the building. Buzzsaw destroyed them. 
And then I had two amazing beers there, walked down the street, kind of went, oh, man, I need to eat something before I drive home. Oh, man, giant-ass sandwich of death at meat. And then what's that on the wall? Bourbon barrel-aged salted caramel brown ale. Uh-huh, yep, mm-hmm, give me that, too. Give me that, too. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Wonderful. Beautiful. And then also on mm-hmm. Sunday morning, you forgot to mention this, as a team, we had our successful, hey, the year we did it, we're awesome, we got a Gearbox person on, celebration sushi lunch, sushi man. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was fantastic, but that feels like it was 100 years ago already, it man. It does. <laughs> In Eric, in Eric's world, five days is like a hundred years later. Well, see, I, I wrote it down in the notes because I know it happened, you know, on Sunday. But even as I was saying it right now, I was like, "Was that two weeks ago? That better not have been two weeks ago." Mm-hmm. There's no way it was. I, I know it because it was NXT. Go home, eat sushi, Survivor Series. That that was this week. Okay, okay, good. Mm-hmm. And it was glorious. Oh, yeah. I will say. The sushi was on point, as always. Uh, had me some delicious, nice tea. Oh, so I had that big, Man, giant so beer, good. which was actually delicious. Oh, so good. Mm-mm. Setting plans Mm-mm-mm. in motion. And speaking of plans in motion, another part of the team who is not here to defend herself and say what she did. Danny did, I think, two art streams over the course of this week. One, like, end of the week last week, and then one on Tuesday doing her... Uh, Super Sailor V. I don't remember what the exact title is, but that's probably pretty close. It's a cool Sailor Moon chick. I don't know what her name is, man. Well, and but this is like before Sailor Moon was the thing. This was the thing that started, and then it, it turned into. Oh Sailor wow! Moon. So even Super. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. That's meta shit mm-hmm. right there. So she, she took. I think she recreated one panel from that, then did an inking stream and then a coloring stream. I checked out the inking stream. I mean, it was it was Danny doing art. If you love art, if you like some J-pop and K-pop in the background, check out her art streams. I think she's trying to stream on Tuesday every week. Bam, there you go. Uh. Perfect. I love it. Good job, Mr. Matt. Way to rock it out. So you want to jump right in? What do we got going oh, no. on, man? I've still got more nope. stuff to oh, talk oh, about. Yeah. Oh, you my God. More, you got some more. Oh, God, man. How long was your week, man? No, it's not, it's not me. It's, hey, us this oh, okay. week. We didn't have anything going on on Tuesday because no Talented Tuesday art competition coming up next week on Tuesday. It's IG2G number 19. I have a, I have a story that's been percolating. It's actually not been percolating. It just came out, and it's just been on the back burner. So since last week was all bad news, I got a little bit of good news. Maybe it'll make it on the show. Who knows? You need a little positive sometimes, you know? You don't want to just ruin people's days and hopes and dreams every single time we do an episode. And speaking of positive, what's more positive than the shift codes for Golden <laughs> Keys in Borderlands, the pre-sequel? Yes! Hit up the Twitter, hit up the forums, hit up the Instagram, hit up the oh, Reddit, hit yeah. up the website, hit up your preferred shift code provider, and go grab those up. Yes! And I just want to keep, I want to keep this thought rolling, because we've talked about it, mm-hmm. and it kind of jumps, but then it sputters. We were talking about getting back in a pre-sequel here soon. That's true. And I, I still, that idea has been just percolating in my brain like that nice little coffee does when you see it bubbling. Mm-hmm. And, you can oh, see man, the steam coming like, off of it. Like, yes. And it looks delicious. It seems and sounds like it's going to be a delicious idea. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I don't want to let that die. I just want to keep that, keep that helmet in the background. I'm excited to start a new character. We could play through it all over again. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what... You know what? I actually don't mind that because I haven't played a lot of the characters in the pre-sequel. That's true. That's true. So for me, I'm going to pick somebody obviously all new and have a freaking blast. All I know is Nisha for the most part. Yeah, that's true. Well, see, what I was thinking is instead of just starting new characters, we could take our Player X characters because that dude crashed and burned and bailed on us. Mm, just I don't think forward. we even made it to level 20 with that. With that no. So. That's perfect. And that gets us a little... A little boost, a little jump start, mm-hmm. but keeps us fresh with characters we're not, you know, already super familiar with. Heck yeah. So rolling into this week in Gearbox, first up, two quick hits, because one I keep forgetting about. So the first one is not that one. It's hey, the whole homeworld franchise, all the base games and all the expansions, they're seventy percent off in Steam's autumn sale. I don't have written down how long that goes, but if you want to get some homeworld on the cheap, you need to jump in on that. That and if I'm just gonna tie this in this week also, they said, hey, guess what? We're doing a nice, cool patch for Homeworld. That's true. So they're fixing all sorts of bugs, some PvP issues, matchmaking crap, this and that. If you're interested, check that out because that's happening. It's a perfect time. Go buy some cheap 
homeworld stuff for like on the D low, you know what I'm saying? And then boom, you get in on all sorts of cool little patch fixes and bug fixes and all sorts of good stuff. Heck yeah. And then the thing that I keep forgetting about that was brought to my attention from our buddy Hunter Cochran on Twitter. He is at generic tag with a CK. He told me that for Xbox Live Gold users, Tales from the Borderlands is free this month. You need to get that if you don't have that. Anybody on Xbox with gold. One of the best Borderlands games. Probably my second favorite, aside from Borderlands 2, honestly. It's a toughie. Borderlands, the original, has a lot of uh, memories Mm -hmm. tied into it. So that one has my clouded judgment. Mm -hmm. But I think Tales probably, I guess, uh, without those, would probably be my favorite besides Borderlands 2 Mm -hmm. for sure as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, just the nonstop humor, I think episode four especially had some of the most laugh-out-loud moments I've ever had in a game, even considering other not-Borderlands games like Saints Row 4, just other comedy games. That just, from start to end, was just a laugh riot. That, that was just fantastic. So if you don't have it and you have Xbox Live Gold, you owe it to yourself to get this game, play this game. If you listen to this podcast, you better play it because we're going to talk about it and spoil it all the time because we assume you listen to it because it's a freaking Gearbox podcast, man. Play the Gearbox game. Uh. That's right. In fact, I think I've been thinking more and more about going through and playing it one more time mm-hmm. just so my memory can be fresh on it because I love it so much. And I dream that someday they'll make another, even though they said for now it is not going to happen. Yeah, I want to go through again and pick all the opposite decisions and just see how everything plays out differently. I also think I didn't have enough... I didn't have enough money saved up by the end of the game to do the special thing you need a lot of money for, so I want to be sure I do that so I can actually see it live for myself. Mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. I never did get enough money for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yep, that sealed it. I'm going through it again. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Got to do it. <laughs> so speaking of going through things again, hey, if you hadn't been playing Battleborn for a while, this weekend, last weekend, was the perfect excuse to do it because it was Battleborn Day 3. We jumped in it. We had a fantastic time, didn't we, Eric? I don't know about that, Matt. Didn't we, We got Eric? our butts kicked, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say this. I had a good time. Yeah, yeah. We, it was I nice had a good to time. jump back into Battleborn. But getting my butt kicked over and over and over and over again all night long, <laughs> especially since we're on Twitch. Holy cow, that yeah. was a sad that was a sad little banana by the end of the Twitch there. <laughs> Ooh, God, man, it was rough. I was going in there and I was giving it my all and you know, mm. a little rusty, you know, admittedly. We haven't been oh, picking yeah. it up too much lately. But holy cow, I still am like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I felt like just no matter what we did, we could not put it together. And the other team was just almost always on point. Mm. I'm like, ooh, this is rough. Yeah, I, I will say, I think some of the meltdowns we did better than we thought we were doing, or at least the score was pretty tight. I think that one we got a good message from the fan on was a meltdown. And I think, I mean, individually they were running over us, but we were getting the minions in. I don't think the deficit was too big. I think that was the one where, as an Arendi, I ran off and held off the elite bot by myself with a thumper turret and almost had it dead, but it was just too much on the other side. And speaking of teammates who can't handle their business, that was the one where, hey, there's an Oscar Mike on that other side all by himself with the elite bot coming through. He's just watching it go. Okay. (laughs) And that was when I was like, well, I got to run over and stop it because there's nobody else over here. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun playing the game, but it was always, hey, here's three of us and two teammates who have no idea what they're doing. That last game, I almost wanted to throw my controller out the window, smash my TV. Hey, look, we're down eight points on an incursion with 60 seconds left. It's time to run for the enemy sentry. Hit damage. And the the other two teammates just stood at our sentry and went, mm, mm, gonna do a shuffle dance. Mm, mm. Uh, 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 uh. Well, come with us, idiot. I, I yep. was freaking Reyna, and I got that shield down like 75%. All I needed was like Well, and that's just two, it. I was other in people. there. I, yep, I was laying down damage. I was poking and prodding and running around, but it was just focus firing me because, you know, what else is it going to shoot at? Mm-hmm. And I was dead, and I was like, if only a couple other people had been there mm-hmm. hitting him too, he'd have spread out the damage. We'd have got that shield the rest of the way down. Might have did a couple points. Mm-hmm. It turned that game around. Turned that frown upside down is what we would have done, man. <laughs> yes, we would have. We'd have been like, yes, hooray, we've done it. We're ending the stream on a high note. It's over. Goodbye. Yep. <laughs> but no, it was, hey, all right. And you were like, all right, turn the stream off. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. 
Click. <laughs> so if you want to watch us slowly descend into misery and madness, go hit up twitch.tv slash therealdocfunky. You can watch us just spiral out of control and lose our minds. But also on the Battleborn tip, we got the free rotation for you guys. This week it is Beatrix, Marquis, Boulder, Ernest, Caldarius, and Shane and Oryx. What do you got on this one, dude? Beatrix is the bomb diggity, so just play Beatrix. Uh, don't worry about Boulder. He's just overpowered. You shouldn't play him. Don't touch him. You, know? you should play him if he's overpowered. You should always be Boulder and never uh, die. No, never. Never the Boulder. <laughs> never the Boulder. <laughs> and Caldarius is always a fun one. He's one of those characters I used to play once in a while, mm. and I don't know why I didn't play more. I just love the way he you know, flew around the stage, pecking, proking, you know, prod and getting the heck out of dodge. Mm-hmm. I think it has something to do with the fact that you're supposed to peck, prod, and get out of dodge, and I would just peck, poke, prod until I died. Yep. That usually probably had something to do with it. I'm pushing <laughs> in, guys. No, yep. you you went in front of the boulder. What are you doing? Oh, Eric's nope. gone. I'm Caldarius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shane and Oryx, never my jam, so... Nothing on that. Mm. You know, the others are solid. It's a pretty good lineup. I would just say play Beatrix because she's awesome. I, I feel like I enjoy this lineup because I like all the characters more or less. I'm not really a marquee guy or really a Beatrix guy, but I can play all of them. They're all fun to play in their own ways. My only concern is where's the healer? Where's the healer? I mean, you got mm. Boulder who never dies, so you don't really need a healer. And you got Shane and Oryx who's got some beef. And you've got, you know... You got Ernest there to lob grenades out and keep people away. And I think you can do fine without a healer in a lot of modes anyway, but that they didn't put a healer into the free rotation, I think is I think this might be one of the first times ever. Maybe? I feel like it's at least one of like the two or three times. Yeah, they've always got at least the one main or a side like mm. uh like a Reina or something. Yeah, yeah. So this has got a few people like we just said who can self heal, but nobody who can actually go out and take care of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. so I don't know. It's a little weird that way, but like I said, I enjoy all the characters for the most part. So it's it's a fun lineup, but just a strange one. Well, either way, people won't you know, care. They're just going to be in there having fun, yeah, true. killing people, standing in bases, dancing, stuff like that. Just let the MX right, bot walk by. <laughs> What's he doing? I don't know. What's that big thing? I'm scared. I'm just going to stand here and watch it go. I'm just going to dance. <laughs> Terrible. Shameful. Oh, goodness. But it was cool. It was nice of them, too, to give us all those awesome hookups. Oh, yeah. We popped all of them. We had the finisher up. We had boosted loot, mm-hmm. XP, all the good stuff. I like that. Yeah, it made it was me fun. feel good. I just I just felt sad that I had to go back and change my title back to Guts and Gumshoe. I don't like, I don't, don't mess with my title, man. I am the Guts and Gumshoe. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they did have really cool ones added in there with the, the nice uh, full... Full, Full bar title. There, yep. Little, yeah, that was nice. I, you know, Nutbuster was on there. Mm-hmm. How can you say no to Nutbuster, man? Guts and Gumshoe can say no to Nutbuster. Now, see, I will say if they made that a full bar title with like Atticus oh, with his fedora on like dude, the side yes. there, and then mm-hmm. just like, uh, oh, make it black and white with like a smoke trail, just like, you know, like he had a cigarette in his mouth, just going all through. That oh, would be fantastic. So good. There we go. There you go. Good idea. I like it. And speaking of good ideas, we got a, a lot of good stuff coming to Fortnite in the Save the World mode that they said they're thinking about doing and have plans to do. And I'm very excited about that because that's very cool. What? Did they specify what these secret top secret plans are, Matt? They did, actually. Because I sure as the hell did see <laughs> I think it was like Friday I re- when I quote retweeted it and said hey i told you good stuff was coming yeah i did see that but i forgot everything now because mm-hmm. i read it while i was working so that's never a good idea so yes they did specify a lot of good things and i'm gonna run them down for you right now because it's my show and that's what i'm gonna do oh yeah <laughs> so a lot of good things coming in december they've been saying first is you can level up your heroes into better rarities so if you've been running with that blue commando like i have because you don't ever get any good drops for any other ones eventually you'll be able to level her up to a purple to an orange or i mean start even with a green guy you know whatever hero you've put the most time into you'll be able to progress them further than just hey it's a two-star commando a three-star commando but she's still blue so she's just meh eh, she's okay now you can put her up 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 keep going and going that'll be fun i think that was needed yeah i like that idea 
because especially like well, like you said, you got used to that blue one that you liked, mm-hmm. and I did the same thing, and it's like, well, okay, I don't really want to change. All of our abilities are unlocked. Everything's there. Boom. Now you can just upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Mm-hmm. Ta-da. Don't got to worry about it. Then another two that I'll kind of lump in together because they're, I would say they're fairly small but still interesting. One is they're saying that because some of the missions are so samey, you're just defending the van, you're doing this or that, they're going to add mini-bosses in in December to liven up those waves, and then proper big full bosses will be coming somewhere else down the line. This sounds awesome. Now, I wish it was going to happen just throughout the entirety of it, Mm -hmm. not just the waves, because... Like we've talked about before, while you're in there, just, all right, we're going to spend 25 minutes harvesting, and then we'll meet up, and then we'll do it. Yeah. I wish there was something more while you're harvesting. So it's like, hey, yes, of course, go harvest. That's part of this whole entire game and how it works. Mm -hmm. But guess what? While you're harvesting, these mini-bosses will appear, and not only will they appear... They will hunt you down. So you make it so they have like some kind of AI that knows where you're at, and they'll pick a player, the probably the closest, I would assume, mm. and then just go hunt them down and try to murder them. And then, of course, if the teammates don't come and help, well, you're probably going to die. So it behooves you to go either, A, to your teammates, or your teammates come to you, take the mini-boss out, keep harvesting, and that just kind of adds a little something to it. Mm. Yeah, I I was put in mind when you were talking about it of like the mimic chests. Like that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're you're gathering this, you know, the crystal resource or you're in, you know, gathering the bookcase and then boom, out jumps even if it's just one of these specialty enemies like the uh, the taker that flies around. Oh, he just spawned out of the shelves or I opened the door to this building and then now there's the charger or, you know, whatever kind of mini boss it is. And it would go shink, big red exclamation mark on the map, you know, alert everybody. It's in this vicinity. Give you a little arrow on your mini map to where to go to help your buddy out. Something like that would be cool. It would, like you said, it would liven up the resource gathering of just, I'm just running around. Oh, he just jumped out of the wall. Holy crap. Here he is. Yep. And then of course have them have special loot. Oh yeah. So that way it's, beneficial to actually stop what you're doing in harvesting and actually kill him mm-hmm. and then move on with the rest of the harvesting because otherwise you know what'll happen if you're a bunch of pugs you don't really care they don't drop him, anything yeah you're just gonna just let, let him, him die. let him go murder whoever yeah mm-hmm. doesn't matter i don't care if that dude's dead or not it means absolutely nothing to me yep. just harvest 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 la 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 i got my music in my podcast in mm-hmm. la 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 <laughs> so you want to say oh he's up nope and you want to go get him because you're going to get something, spe- well, at least a chance at something special. Yep, I 100% agree. Then the other really cool thing coming definitely in December, they said, is the ability to access your in-game inventory outside in the menu screens, which is 100% needed because we've said it a million times. Hey, dude, let's load into a match. Hey, do you have any bullets? No. Can you make any bullets? No. Oh, well, would have been nice to know that before we spawned into the like the horde bash <laughs> mode where you can't harvest anything because yeah. you just effed. Oh, here we go. I think I got some pistol rounds. Let's do this. I got my pickaxe out because all I have are guns. I don't have any melee. Oh, well. Oh, beautiful. Yes, that was a glorious day and a glorious time. Mm-hmm. And what people have been saying, too, is, you know, you'll pick up something out in the world, like somebody will drop a really cool gun, but it's not the schematic. It's just the gun. And you pick it up, and then, oh, I want to investigate what that was after the match. And you couldn't, because you just can't access your in-game inventory. So this was needed again. 100% agree with this. Yeah, I think all these things are freaking awesome. And as always, just shows that Epic Games is on top of it. Mm. Listening to the people, implementing the cool stuff. Hopefully they keep it up, because I like it. And then one other thing that people have been talking about, I mean, you and I have complained about it, is there's not very good quest mapping or progression in this game. Like, you can do one quest in the match, but if you knew what you needed to do the next quest and the next quest, you could have gotten it all done in one match and spent 40 minutes just getting six to eight quests done instead of just one. They said that in January is going to be coming. Better mapping, better progression, better ways to see what you need to do further down the line so you can maximize your time, which I know we both 100% agree with this one too. Yes. this. In fact, I think it was last episode or one before that, we were talking exactly about that very subject. Yep. Was how you're there. I'm um, just trying to get four fire trucks. Oh, they're going to the thing. I got. I only found two after like 20 minutes of looking. Mm-hmm. I, oh, God, they're doing it. It's over. And then there's 30, 40 minutes of your time. You only found two of the four fire trucks you needed. So you didn't even complete one 
quest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just like, okay, I guess I gotta do that again. There's a, there's another thirty minutes. What's even worse is when you have three or four fire trucks, you go into a mission, you get that fire truck right off the bat, and then all right, what's next? I have no idea. All right, let's go do the mission. Oh, what was next? Harvest eight rocks. Uh, there were rocks just oh, the whole there. mission. There were rocks, or you know something like that. So thank goodness. With that being fixed, that it will bring me into the fold way more oh, yeah. because. Like I say, I'm a busy little bumblebee. Got my little kids running around screaming all the time. I get like an hour and a half at night. And if I'm like, well, I can't utilize that time constructively the way I want to in this game, then I'm not going to be messing around with it. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be reserved for like a Saturday when I've got three hours to do. And then I'm like, all right, now I'll hop in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. This will get me on the weeknights actually able to do something and accomplish something where I feel it was worth my time playing. Oh, yeah. Yep, definitely agree. So how about the Battle Royale space? I know they did drop a silenced SMG into Battle Royale, so now you got a silenced weapon and then a bunch of other balance and, you know, I think damage and accuracy adjustments. Yeah, they just so, tweaked everything, just, making it cooler, whatever. For people who are, like, big on that and actually understand these little damage things, that's cool. Me and you are scrubs. We just hide in buildings and shoot people until we win. Hey, I know if I'm shooting gooder, we're doing gooder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but if you want to check out the details on that, obviously, yeah, yeah. check out the patch notes and everything else that they're up to. But they also announced for the Battle Royale, they're going to DreamHack this winter, oh, December yeah. 1st to the 3rd, for a tournament going on. So if you're interested in that, you can go to the DreamHack official Discord server. Uh, they're going to be playing it, all sorts of things. I don't think you can get in on this because it's in John Coping, Sweden. So, you know, that's a little far away for most of us here in America. But if you live that way or want to travel that way, they're going to be hosting a series of Fortnite Battle Royale community competitions. So Maybe Mental Mars can make the trip. I mean, hey, everyone, you know everyone in right. Europe is like two miles away from each other. Mm-hmm. It is a PC-only tournament, though. So don't be bringing no consoles thinking you're going to get in on this. <laughs> That's right. It says, no sign-up required. Join the DreamHack official Discord server. Select the Fortnite Battle Royale channel and then receive your instructions there. Nice. So, hey, maybe you can get on it. Woo. Mm-hmm. Just PC only. Check that out. It's December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Cool. Make sure you get your butts in there. I think it's teams only, so check it out. Awesome. And then unless you got anything else, we can roll on into Compulsion Games and we happy few good times. Let's do it. Let's see what they've been up to. You know, I've been taking my joy. What about you? Uh, I haven't been taking my joy, but what you can do all this <sighs> week is they released all kinds of different uh, We Happy Few inspired recipes for your actual real life kitchen. I think they were dropping that like one a day all through the week so far. Checked them out. They're pretty cool looking. Like there's a joy infused milkshake that's got like three different layers. There's like a meat pie, all kinds of good stuff. I thought that was a nice little tie in to the game plus something fun you can do in real life. I saw the milkshake one, which I thought was cool. I enjoy a good milkshake. Mm-hmm. And then I also saw the one, I don't know if you've seen this one. It might have been just up today. It had one of the main characters slouched over, looked like he was unconscious. Mm-hmm. And then it had like a little a little meat can up in the front end up there. And it said, the shop has no more bacon. Quit asking for bacon. And it had like an axe sitting there. It was really weird. And it had mm. like a basket with a bunch of black, I don't know if it was rotted fruit or just fake fruit. But it was kind of like a strange little one. I wasn't quite sure what it was alluding to. I didn't see that one. Yeah, pretty neat. Maybe I was just tripping out, but I'm pretty sure I saw that. <laughs> you might have seen that at your Thanksgiving Day celebration. You brought an axe to the table and, There's no more bacon! Stop, <laughs> Stop asking for bacon! Asking. <laughs> have some golden glitter thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, freckle gold on your face. <laughs> oh, man. Also, the Borderlands... Twitter account, I believe it was, had some all kinds of other good recipes too, like rack infused ribs or like rack ale infused ribs. I think there was some chicken chicken wings recipe, like four different recipes kind of themed around Borderlands, but again, for your real kitchen. Those looked pretty good too. Check out both places for some recipes. Yeah, you know what? Gearbox and Compulsion, they just love giving you recipes, man. That's what they do. They're going to make a cookbook one day. It's going to be great. Mad yes, Moxie's going to be in the kitchen handling business. And you know what? She's got to be a great cook because just look at her daughter. 
That's true, actually. <laughs> or she's just a terrible cook, terrible. and she's just like, hey, eat this can of lard, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> yum, yum, yummy. <laughs> awesome. But then diving into the Compulsion Games Weekly Journal, which is always a lot of fun. A couple things I pulled out of here that I thought were pretty cool. One, I don't remember which team this was from, but they are continuing the evolution of buildings and areas and the way that they work with the procedural generation system. So it's not just like, in this plot, here is building A. They're kind of filling in those in-between spaces to kind of connect them and make it a more cohesive world. Like, you know, here's a a cracked wall, but this one's got a plant growing out of it. Here the cracked wall has this. Here the cracked wall is in a totally different space. You know, just kind of, you know, it is procedurally generated, but making it not so, like, rigid and grid-based of just here is this, here is that, here is that, and then no way to connect them all. I thought that was cool. And so it looks disjointed this way. It looks, you know, different and Mm. more natural all around. I like that. I think that's pretty cool. There was one I was looking at when the uh, engineering section, Michael, mm-hmm. was saying that he was going through the NPC reactions. This is one I pulled out, too. Oh, okay. Heck, yeah. Because this is awesome. So, basically, he pulled out the NPC reactions and realized, you know, he wanted to make sure that you understood why they were getting upset. So, they he went about implementing it so you could tell what you were doing and then why they were getting mad about it. So, that way, you could try to rectify the situation mm-hmm. and fix it or go further into it, whatever you choose to do. But at least now you know what's happening and why it's happening. That's awesome because I can tell you I'm going to screw up so many things all the time and Mm -hmm. it's not going to do me any good if I didn't know why the person got mad because I'm probably doing two or three things that are pissing them off or changing their attitude. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Yeah, I thought this was really cool. I mean, obviously I'm glad that they're working on this so that the player can better understand what they're doing wrong. But even just the process sounds like a lot of fun because he was saying he's like cycling through all the different suits, doing all the different actions that could conceivably piss someone off while on different levels of joy, while on wearing different hats, while holding a gun, doing all the other things. Just that process sounds like it would be so much fun to do. Just, all right, tick boxes, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Click, all right, he did that. Unclick that one. Oh, he reacted this way. Unclick those two. He reacted this way. I love that kind of like fiddly, you know, testing the variables kind mm-hmm. of, you know, here's the system. And if I tweak it this way and this way, what happens? All right. How about this way, this way, this way, this way? A lot of fun. Pretty darn cool. What else, man? What else we got going on? I think there was a couple other ones that were pretty interesting. Uh, one that I thought was really cool. I mean, again, it's not, this one's not really game based, but down in the Gearbox publishing side, they talked all about the way they have to approach different uh, foreign markets in different ways with you know the final builds of the games like we know the brazil region you have to submit it like 30 days in advance because they take 30 days to get it to us in japan you have to submit all your documentation and your entire game and everything else all in japanese in this other region you have to show literally all the cutscenes in the game not just you know bits and pieces of the most extreme stuff but you have to show everything all kinds of different things and it's interesting to think about developers or publishers having to juggle all these different balls around for just things you wouldn't think about in australia we have to do it this way japan's got to be this way brazil's got to be this way great britain over here It it was pretty cool yeah that's actually something i've never thought about before is the fact that other countries are going to have very different rules, procedures, ways they want you to send things in. I always just thought, hey, you, you build this whole kit, and then you just send it to everybody across the world. Mm-hmm. That's what they check out. That's what they look at. And then they send it back. And then even the language I never even thought about. I was like, well, I'm sure every company is going to have translators for all the different languages. So if it's a Japanese game, they send it to America, they send it in Japanese. And we just have a translator who goes through and... Mm-hmm. translates and fixes it up, changes things around. But nope, that is not the case, apparently. And especially for you know a smaller developed team like that, I think obviously it's really good that they're working with Gearbox Publishing who can handle this kind of thing. But thinking of just, you know, I always just think, hey, we're going to put it up on Steam or the you know PlayStation Store, and you can just download it anywhere. No, to be able to download it f- from Japan, it has to have all the translations and all the documentation all in Japanese. So you got to go find somebody who can do that for you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, pay them to do that just so you can get, you know, maybe a couple more sales from over there. It's a really complex process. Yeah. Bananas. And if you're an indie, that just seems like a little too much. Yep. Mike, over in the animation team, also said something that caught my interest. He was apparently working on a cutscene over oh, last yeah, week. Yeah. And then he's like, but it's not even going to be in the game now. 
I mean, <laughs> really? Like you spend all your time and focus on a on this cutscene, and then for whatever reason here in the eleventh hour, it's no longer going to be in the game, at least as intended. Yeah. So it looks like they might chop a piece or part to just show something, or for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But now it's interesting because you're like, well, what was that cutscene? What was this this whole situation that needed and warranted a cutscene going to be? That's now no longer in the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy, especially this late in the game. In my opinion, I'm like, wow, I didn't think yeah, that'd true. be happening. Yeah, it definitely sparks your imagination of just, you know, here's all the crazy stuff we're gonna see in the game. How much is not in there? How much has mm-hmm. been, you know, and just to see, yeah, I worked on this all week and now it's gone. So, oh well. Like, and you know that has to happen all the time in video games, but you just never hear about it, really. Mm-hmm. So you wonder if you take those assets and just like tuck them away, wait for like DLCs, things they can patch in later, yeah. side quest stories, whatever. I got to imagine that's the case because you mm-hmm. don't want to just waste people's. I'd say not just people's time because he's being paid regardless. But right. you know what I mean, like wait, wasting so his effort and his yeah, work exactly. hours too. Exactly. So hopefully we'll see that in some fashion that makes sense in the future because pretty sad. Or even just, you know, as bonus materials. I mean, they've been showing us a lot of, you know, in-process art, in-process animations. Maybe at some point, maybe if it's once it's released or, you know, if it if they strip out any story VO or something, they could actually show it. Like, hey, here's what I did, and eh, it's not going in anymore. Plus it wouldn't be giving up anything because it's yeah. not going in the damn story. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, who cares? Just fun for you to check out. Exactly. But they had a bunch of other stuff. I don't know if anything caught your interest, but that was pretty much the gist of what you know. I thought was pretty neat. Yeah, that was, that was my main points right there. Awesome. Well, as always, if you're interested in more of what everybody's talking about, head on over to Compulsion Games, check out their news, and then the journal, and you can read all of it yourself and find all sorts of cool things they're up to with the We Happy Few. Oh, yeah, good times. And then, unless you got anything else, it's time to roll into the At Nerd Vinyl Live recap and talk around and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. So this week was an interesting week and a f- apparently a divisive week. Cause, Seems you know, that way. Mr. Matt's <laughs> got some beef up in the house with Randy Pitchford. Oh, yeah. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? I, I don't really have Randy Pitchford nope. beef. You want to fight Randy Pitchford now, Matt. This is it. Let's set it up. We're setting up. Do, no, we're not starting Twitter a Twitter beef. beef. We're setting no, Twitter beef. No. We're getting some problems up in here. We're going to get this rolling. <laughs> we want to no, create riffs. We want to <laughs> We want to jab nails and, and stuff in the corners and just really just get in there. Just make everybody no. mad. No. So I, I will say, before we even get into the discussion of the actual show, I couldn't make it through the whole show because I don't like Twitter beefs. I don't enjoy Twitter beefs. I don't enjoy talking about Twitter beefs. And the first, like, 20 minutes of the show was, hey, let's talk around about my Twitter beef with Jim Sterling, who has a video beef with me, but I don't watch his videos. So if someone called in and tell me why he's got beef with me. I just I, I couldn't deal with it. I could deal with it for a while. But then by the end of it, I just went, okay, I'm, I'm done. I, I'll, I'll say it just if it turns into the Randy Pitchford Twitter beef show, I can't listen to it anymore because that's, that's not me. God bless, man. Come on. I Ugh. mean, I, ha- I have beef with people on Twitter, and I don't engage them in Twitter beefs because all they're going to do is go, no, you're, you're dumb. I'm right. And then I'll go, but no, I'm right, and you're dumb. And that's, that's how Internet arguments work. Mm-hmm. Nobody well, you're ever absolutely goes, right. Nobody ever says, hmm, well, actually, you made a salient point there. And, you know, I still feel upset that you made it. But, you know, uh, here's, here's why that happened. Here's how that happened. No. Somebody goes, I don't like you. And then you go, blocked. That guy's a troll. He's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. People love beef. People love hatred. People love tearing things down or watching others tear things down more mm-hmm. than they love tearing things down. Because most people are... You know, most people are too scared of confrontation and problems and actually having issues themselves. They just. I think people like to watch that happen so they can poke at it and go, yeah, look at that. Look at that happening yeah, over exactly. there. I didn't start it, but look, look, poke, I didn't poke, do poke. It. Yeah, yeah and then, there's no, nothing coming my way that's going to mm-hmm. hurt me because I did a thing. Somebody else did it. And then, too, I can take that opinion, like a Jim Sterling opinion, and I can just champion it. Because yeah. I watched him say it, so I and I chose to believe whatever it was he said. But if anybody so. attacks me, it's not me. No, it's no, I'm Jim just Sterling. telling you what he said. Yeah, Jim Sterling said it's that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying 
that it's, there's some points in there and you you should look at it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't say it, so don't attack me. Yeah. But I said it because I told you it's like I, so. You know, on one end, I agree wholeheartedly. Twitter mm-hmm. beef, yeah, we do, we shouldn't do that. I, I I know where Randy was going with that. He wanted to try to air out some grievances, try to fix some issues people have had. You know, he says he loves to try to talk it through, but it's just like you said. You're getting mm-hmm. Randy Pitchford's side of the story. You're getting his, you know, spin on whatever it is that's happening. But he doesn't want to take the time to look at the other side because he, you know, he says the other side's garbage and a bunch of idiots. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, guess what? That's exactly where you're going to go. And then the other side's like, he's a, he's an idiot, uh, blah, 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 here's why, blah, 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 and here's why I'm right. You get nowhere. There's nothing yeah. nothing actually accomplished. You'll definitely get nowhere. And then in this situation, at least, it was not the right other side to be talking to about it because he wasn't even the originator of the comments. Exactly. Like, like I know where Randy was coming from because the dude said, well, yeah, w- what about when you lied about this and this? And he took that to mean like the caller had those exact feelings and was calling him out on it, whereas he was just parroting what Jim Sterling had said. And it was like there's this intermediary and you're supposed to talk to person X behind him, but the person you got to talk to was person Y, who isn't even the originator of the thoughts. So yeah, it was, it was just... I don't know. It was a mess. I didn't enjoy it. Well, before that happened, though, he did talk with Mikey Newman for a little bit. That's true. That's true. Which was pretty cool. Talked about the games they're playing, what they're up to. They both apparently are in love with, well, no, he's in, Randy's in love with Golf Story, and Mikey Newman's been smashing through uh, SteamWorld Dig 2. Yeah, he was saying he was in love with that one, which is, by the way, one I was actually interested in checking out. But that, That's true. It was going to be on an IG2G, and we had to cut it. I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yep. So that was pretty neat. I liked that one. They talked a little bit about Mario. And then, of course, off the coup, off the blue, off the cuff, and he's like, hey, how about next week you just be on the show, be a co-host? Mm-hmm. And so Mikey was like, well, of course, that sounds like a fantastic idea. So next week, Mikey Newman's going to be co-hosting with Randy Pitchford. So that'll be kind of neat. And I don't 100% remember if this is something we said on air or something we said amongst each other, maybe even at the third shift meeting, but didn't we say they should bring on special co-hosts and well, have all we, kinds of we cool stuff? we sure did. Hmm. Man. So, you know, it sounds like either A, they're just, you know, they're smart like we are, or B, they're listening. <laughs> and now that I said I hate the Twitter beef and had to shut off the show, uh, it's going to start up with, hey, hey, there's some jackass on some podcast <laughs> yeah, who said the Twitter beef is for losers, yeah, and I, I, I dare him to call in. I dare him to and call. I'll, and and I'll be out call. having dinner. So, no, I'll be out at a movie and then having dinner. I actually have no. plans on Sunday. And then well, I'll, you, you, no, I'll here's what call. Here's what we do. Yes, you call in and be my intermediary. <laughs> and, then, and be like, yeah, exactly. what, what he said well, was, I if you go back and Matt listen to saying. what Matt was talking about before the show. Yes. Excellent. That would actually be perfect because then we're we gonna could continue once again this. accomplish nothing at all. Yes. Awesome. No, Randy, I love, I love you. Matt's the one who hates you, okay? I'm just <laughs> saying what Matt said. I don't even hate him. No. Nope. No. Oh no. <laughs> I want to throw you under the bus. Just throw you right under it. Just that's, oh, that's why I'm go. very glad that you haven't called in yet. Oh yeah. What's third shift? Oh, I work with uh, this moron Matt who hates you <laughs> and Danny who draws like pictures of Battleborn getting cut uh, apart because she hates Battleborn. Oh man, yeah. it's just wild. Those two. Oh, it's so hard to hold this together, Randy. You should just bring me on with you, buddy. <laughs> they do all the work, but I'm the only one who cares. Then you and I will have a Twitter <laughs> beef. And then you'll be on Twitter. <laughs> this piece of shit, motherfucker. <laughs> you can say all you want, man. I ain't got no Twitter beef. I'm heading to Texas, baby. Out of here. Uh, what an alternate world that'd be. Fun times. Oh, man. Awesome. Uh, so you missed out. So you raged out. You got so angry at Randy about this whole weird Twitter beef argument with Jim Sterling and about, you know, aliens, colonial marines, which for God's sakes, in my own opinion, just shut the door on this game. Yeah. Just let it, let it go on everybody's party. Just let the game go. Move on. Holy cow. What a dead subject. I will 100% agree with that and just put it in that closet with all the other E3 trailers that were not representative of the final product. Put it in there with Watch Dogs. Put it in there with Killzone 2. Learn your lesson. Everyone's learned your lesson right now. I mean, haven't you, everybody in the world that I'm talking to right now? Hmm. I mean, obviously not because people I don't still think talk people learn lessons, man. 
People don't learn lessons. It happened. It's done. I don't know why this was the biggest one in all of history, but just just know. And if you don't know, now you know because I'm telling you. Don't trust a gameplay trailer using actual in-game footage because it will never look like that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. There you go. There, I, there, there's, there's my PSA. And I would, I wouldn't say I raged out, but I, <laughs> I rolled out. Is what I did. I just went, ah, oh. pop the ear, pop the earbud out, and I just went, all right. I'm, I, I rolled so hard, I just rolled away That's from right. the podcast. Just rolled out. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, what you missed was Rudy Kobe, a famous magician, made a mm-hmm. surprise appearance on the show. Alisa stepped out, let him pop in, and then they started just going back and forth, talking about being magicians, uh, some of their role models, uh, gaming and magicians, and how it relates, and cool lessons that can be learned both ways. It was a pretty cool, fun time. I thought it was, nice. you know pretty neat i guess rudy's the uh comedian who like chops his legs off oh is that the guy yeah th- huh yep. it might not be the guy i'm thinking of but he gets like four legs and then he starts chopping them off with a chainsaw i haven't seen it i was gonna check it out it i feel like fun. i've seen this but i'm not 100 percent sure I, I know a couple other magicians that do like like shocking kind of graphic stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah, he might be one of them hey you yeah. know what so yes he was on there he was talking about that he was talking about peewee herman which i found super interesting because mm-hmm. i watched peewee herman growing up a lot and they were saying how the peewee herman show is like a masterpiece in what he does and how that works oh yeah and it's like something i've never really thought about and so it's kind of cool to hear them talk about what a genius he is and how he's mm-hmm. still around rocking and rolling and i'm like i didn't even think about that you know i haven't thought about what peewee herman's been up to since of course all the you know problems he had with the you know the whatever i won't bring up problems that Wee herman had moved on he served his time he's you know back in the business rolling around and good for him but i was like holy shit i want to look it up yeah i always heard good stuff about it you know once i was more of an adult i mean i remember watching it as a kid obviously and then there was a time i think on adult swim that peewee's playhouse was actually on I don't know if it was super early or super late on the Adult Swim block, and I would watch it, and every now and then you could pick up some like little adult joke that he just like snuck in there, but they played it off like a little kid joke. But you could kind of like, he wouldn't actually do it, but you kind of like get, see him give like the side eye to the camera and just be like, ha gotcha, gotcha, suckers. <laughs> what y'all think of that joke? What y'all think of that? Uh-huh. And then they would just like move completely on. So it was like, if you didn't know, you you wouldn't catch it, but if you were in the know, then you knew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was about it. They went back and forth talking, had a good time. I guess Randy Pitchford's going to hook him up with a switch, so you know, good, nice. for, good for Rudy. I wish I need somebody to like hook me up with a PS4 Pro. So if anybody wants to talk to me, and then we can laugh and go back and forth, and they're like, you dude, you're getting a PS4 Pro. And I'm like, ah, man, woo. Yeah, we've done like 90 episodes and no one's given us PS4 Pros. Or, no. Like, I mean, I talk to you all the time and you haven't given me a Switch. What's no, up, man? Come I on. Know. I know. I'm a bad friend. But one thing that did spark in my brain while you were talking about magic and magicianing and entertaining people is one good thing that I really did enjoy at the very start of the episode, so before I I rolled out, was Randy was talking about going to the entertainment trade show and seeing all like the different magic things, all the different like carnival games, all the different like that animatronic uh, bird thing he found. And it made me think back to my days at MSMS when we went to Graph Expo, like the printer trade show, and seeing all the different like, there's no way to say it other than just, even if you're in an industry, you can go to one of those things and find like tons of things you have never even imagined. Like there were so many printers and like different forms of software and different things. Like they had a cutter that would like laser cut your logo into the skin of an apple there. And I, why would I ever think that that was a thing? (laughs) But they had it there and they were just giving them out like nuts. They had like wide format printers, like as wide as my room in here, just giant posters just coming out of them nonstop. That was something I was amazed to see was those giant poster machines. I'm like, oh my God, these mm-hmm. things are freaking amazing. Heck oh, with yeah. our little rickety poster machines. <laughs> 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 I 
So yeah, that was something that sparked good memories. And then it also made me think of, oh, actually, tie into another podcast I really enjoy. It, you know, it really made me think of all these other trade shows that we don't know about. Like in uh, Here Be Monsters, they did one about going to like a, a pest control trade show and all the different technologies they have for that, all the different like non-lethal approaches. Here's this lethal approach where you use like a heat gun. Here's all this other stuff, you know, things you don't, industries you don't think about, and then all the technologies that spawn out of people's brains to handle problems in those industries, or even, you know, just fun industries or service industries. Man, trade shows like that are so freaking cool because you get to see all kinds of crazy nutty stuff. Bam. Makes me wish I could go to one. Oh. (laughs) I know. I remember when we first hired in, like two months later, Michael and Steve were like, yeah, we're going down to Graph Expo. And I was like, oh. Is there any way I can go? And then it was like, no, there's no way we take anybody but just me and Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I miss that place. It was so fun. Uh, yeah, I remember Rick talking about a couple of them, and he, he's like, oh, I got told I should go, and I'm like, I'll go, I'll go. Well, I don't mm-hmm. want to go. I'm not even going. I'm like, <sighs> how can you not go? Why would you not want to? And this is also why you get stuck with garbage machines. Exactly. I mean, that's where we got our better uh, pre-sort software from there, because I went there with Judy, tested it out hands-on. She went, is this better? I went, hell yes, this is better. We got it, and it was fantastic. Bam. That's how we ended up with that awesome Neopost, is because I went with Judy and Mm -hmm. tested out all sorts of different machines. And went, wow, this one runs fantastic. Wowzers. She went, hey, I'm going to take the person who actually runs this and does this task yeah. all day, every day as part of their job. Look, Smart. is this better? Oh, my God, yeah, it is. Instead of just, hey, is this a cheap machine? I want the cheap machine. That sounds great. It's cheap and cheap and cheap. And you say it's going to do a thing? Yeah, we can make it do a thing. We can make it do a thing. You can make it do a thing. Oh, God. That's a tangent. <laughs> that brought back a lot of good memories. I think that was a good tangent that she could actually even get cut into the show. So don't Why cut not? that out, Danny. Don't cut you, it out. You enjoyed the trip down memory lane. You loved it. Think, think about see. Think about transcription trade show, Danny. There yeah. you go. What kind of cool headsets and pedals and keyboards and whatever else there is. What, pausing, what else is out there? Pausing <laughs> meta devices. Yeah. I mean, God, it's craziness. Cat toy trade show. There you go. Now, Ooh. now I just sold her. That she's yeah. going off to one right now. She's, I still she's, want to buy her that stupid cat tongue where she can lick her own cat and you know bond with it yes yes (laughs) no offense danny i believe danny is too socially awkward to lick her cat she'd be like this is uh, 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 oh no i can't do it yeah oh goodness (laughs) sorry danny uh all right So that wraps up Nirvana. That's they had uh, some more good conversations there, but you know what? As we said last time, hey, just go listen. It's a good show. Unless like Matt, you get uh, too angry with the whole beef and the twitters and all that good stuff. I think there's some good conversation to be had. Yeah. I hope that they can uh, in the future if he wants to go ahead and beef with some people, make sure that the caller's got some solid subjects of his own, not mm. of somebody else's to kind of go back and forth on, so that way he can intelligently argue with randy pitchford and not just say well i don't know but i'm just saying that a person said a thing mm-hmm. and then randy has his say and nobody else gets to have their actual intelligent say you mm-hmm. know i, I don't want to say a guy's not intelligent but you know what i mean yeah yeah he doesn't have an informed opinion on it himself really exactly He's just parroting what that guy said and what i'm hoping for is obviously we got mikey newman as the guest host here i'm hoping we see another you know a a nice rotating chain of guest hosts and that they, I don't know if, uh, did Rudy Kobe take any calls? Did they take any calls for him or was it just a talk around segment? It was just a talk around segment. Cause that was something that I think would be really cool. I mean, obviously it's going to happen with Mikey on the show cause he's so entrenched in the gearbox thing. But if he has special guests on the show, I hope that, you know, they're guests that callers would be into. So yeah. you could call and ask them, and tailor like, the hey, Mikey, what's them. your writing process? What do you mm-hmm. like to do? Yeah, yeah. And that just adds on to what we keep saying, is just make sure that the callers calling in are adding new questions, new lines of, you know, interest, things to talk about that are cool mm-hmm. or informative for those of us listening, because that's that's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think Mikey Newman would be a great one, because he has so much Gearbox knowledge on how the he you know his writing style and how those games went down with Borderlands One, Borderlands Two, and of course yeah I think he's got a lot to do with the upcoming Borderlands. 
Mm-hmm. So it'd be nice. There you go. You could call in and ask him about it, maybe. Yeah. Hey. Well, I would actually. I'm not going to call and ask this question because I don't want. I hate people calling in about Borderlands Three. Yeah, uh, true. Just to be honest about it, because <laughs> <But, laughs> Randy's not going to say anything about it. So mm. why keep bothering? But I would like to know why are they hiring more writers and what's going on and like how much did he have to do with Borderlands Three story. Mm-hmm. And what did he have to do with the you know the writing and characterizations or like did he only li- literally write the story, and then then he was done and out, and now they got writers branching it all out and actually doing all the rest of the the work for it or because if so that would kind of tie into what Randy was talking about on the previous episode from this one about how you have your you know your story and your your main story moments and the stakes are this and that and then in the side moments you can have characters that are fun and you know goof around to do all that stuff so maybe it's just like we said maybe the overarching plot and the depth and seriousness of all that has been fleshed out but they just need the the world and the characters to come alive now See, that's theory. a great question. The problem is, is when I call in, which which I'm not, because I know what's going to happen, is I'll ask that question, and then they're going to be like, Haha, "Well, you know, like uh, story's coming along. There's a story, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's not, you know, we don't know where it's at. It's just uh, it's a story in a place, and a story. And I'll be or like, they well, could, or they could mean? even just say, "Hey, you know what? You're pretty much right on the money, but we can't say any more than that." And we'd actually have an answer. Oh, I don't know about all that. Maybe. Don't know until you try, man. Because that's not really like progression. Mm-hmm. That's not announcing when it's going to come out. It's just saying what happened. What did it's you not. do, Mikey Newman? It's not, but at the same time, if they talk too much on it, then yeah. you could get a feel for where they are at in the story and where it's at, which Randy keeps alluding. They actually don't even know what the title's going to be. They don't know yeah, yeah. what characters are coming in yet. So he's making it sound like they're they're literally still just figuring out what this game's about. True. So this all ties back into that thing we talked about in the very first episode is if he's telling the honest to God truth, where this game's got a long ways to go and we're still mm-hmm. really working from the word go on this, or he's lying <laughs> and, and everything he says you can't believe because you're way farther along than now, I will say, <laughs> here and in the previous episode, we used the word lies a lot, which yeah. I think is kind of a strong word. A strong word, I, I know. I, I would put it in wrestling twer- terms as like he's trying to swerve us. Like, hey, here's, here's what I'm going to say, but oh, look, it was over here. Do-do-do. So I... <laughs> Because <laughs> I was listening back to our episode, and we we're like, lies, lies. He's probably lying. <laughs> He's what probably a liar. Lying. I'm like, no, that's not what we mean. No. There's Which no probably spurred him to like, be it. mad at this guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why are you calling me a liar? Huh? Oh, that's it. I'm yeah. not a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ignacio from uh, Sweden uh, or Denmark or wherever it was you were from. <laughs> I'm see. sorry we made Randy Pitchford hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. But he could be misleading us, and who knows? You know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I will call in and ask that very question. So, if you want to see if Eric calls in, tune in at Twitch.tv/NerdvanaLive at 5:30 p.m. Eastern Time on a Sunday, and see if our boy's there. Cause, and then if he's not, you can call in and be like, "Hey, I heard this guy Eric talking about how you're a dirty liar. Get him on Twitter at Mahogaglung." <laughs> yeah, we could have some Twitter beef. <laughs> It'll be like my first post on Twitter. It'll be beef. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What is oh, this guy? He says he's a slumlord, and he has slumlord. a Borderlands picture. What's that Perfect. about? Exactly. See, it fits perfectly. <laughs> and you got to, you know, you were going to say this, and Danny's got to call it. I mean, this is Mikey Newman, her, her like, future husband. <laughs> she loves, <laughs> she loves Mikey. So, Danny, you got to call in, because... This is your moment. This is where you get to shine. You love Mikey. He's on the show, and you could talk to him. So tune in to see if Eric starts a Twitter beef. And if you'd like to start beef with us, you can do that via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet beefus at thirdshiftme. And you can even Facebook beefus if that even is a thing. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And as always, we do have a Patreon set up. If you like what you hear, go on over there, throw us a buck, throw us five bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever the heck floats your boat. It really helps us. We use it to make the show better, buy gear, do subscriptions, all the things that make a podcast run. 
all the little minor things that nobody really cares or thinks about that we got to do to make this happen. That's what it's there for. Everybody who already throws a couple bucks our way, we love and appreciate you all. It's fantastic. If you don't have any money, that's fine too. You can give us feedback. You can give us mailbag questions, comments, all those things. Likes, five-star ratings, especially those five-star ratings. It all helps us very much, and we appreciate everything. Absolutely, we do. And of course, I said it last week, but I do have another patron-exclusive blooper reel up on our Patreon site right now. I actually, just last night, was working on another one and trying to find some cool sound effects for that. So keep your ears out for that. I might drop that in maybe early December, early Christmas present for you guys. And of course, this podcast drops every week on Friday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 1st of December. Oh my goodness, December already for our very next episode. And you can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And hey, as Eric alluded to, if you like us, if you like what we're doing, if you'd like to help us out a little bit, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Heck yeah, especially them five stars on iTunes. I told you, I went on a trip to Bangladesh, the mountains. That's right. There. Yeah. I met a hand, a little, her, a little man, a little man, a little hermit man. I met a hand. Crawling <laughs> around. <laughs> a little, a little hand all by himself. But I, I met, met a, a little ham. He was, he was covered in honey <laughs> He pointed me in a direction. All right. And, uh, well, some things happened. And I told him I'd tell you a tale. And I'm going to tell you a tale. It's going to be great. So just keep your eyes and ears tuned in because in the coming weeks, it's going to be awesome. And until then, I got nothing to say, but. Don't forget to say... Shut up and sit down.